Greetings in Christ Jesus and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, January 31st, 2024. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman. Can you believe it's the last day of January already? That is actually kind of unbelievable. We've just finished that uh, last day of January and that uh, daily devotion that we're doing as a congregation this morning. I said, wow, January is already gone. Look at that. Yeah. Can you believe it's uh, 50 degrees today? <laughs> 53 or something, yeah. Yeah, that's unreal. unreal. The year there was no winter. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing babies can't remember stuff because... When Juliet was born in April, it was like 90 degrees, and now this her first year has been abnormally warm. Yeah. yeah. Just, a, just a terrible, terrible standard to set for Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. This is my expectation now, Dad. <laughs> right. Well, I'm joined today by Mr. Kranz and Mr. Heinze, our principals from over at the school, so thank you for joining us today. Uh, today, we're going to continue our study of the book of Philippians. Uh, we're uh, working through chapter one. Today, we're going to do verses 15 through 18. Some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife, and some also from goodwill. The former preach Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely supposing to add affliction to my chains, but the latter out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and in this I rejoice, yes, and will rejoice. So sometimes that the word joy is... Uh, considered the theme of the book of Philippians, and here Paul's saying he's rejoicing, even in some kind of, we might say, interesting or uh, surprising circumstances. So he mentions these individuals who preach Christ from envy and strife. Uh, it says he pre- they preach from selfish ambition. What might that look like, like in terms of practical terms today? Um, who are those who preach Christ from envy and strife with selfish ambition? How would you apply that to our lives today? I, I would think of people that maybe are doing it to uh, serve their own belly, kind of the idea, you know, like the, the mega church preacher kind of concept where, you know, you know, that kind of thing where it's, hey, send us your money. And then they're living these lavish lifestyles mm-hmm. um, kind of on the backs of the people that have supporting are supporting them to do that. Um, well, they might still have, you know, elements of the gospel and messages here and there, which is um, not going to go unheard thankfully the lord promises his word is going to accomplish what he sent it forth to do but the fact that uh they're also you know benefiting in a, in a kind of a physical maybe selfish selfishly ambitious way mm-hmm. um, might be a modern comparison it'd be interesting to know i don't know if we know this what indeed these individuals that paul is identifying here as preaching um christ from envy and strife were actually doing it kind of seems like they were maybe personally attacking Paul or something like that based upon some of the other words he uses here. Yeah, I think they were they were riding the coattails of Paul. You know, Paul had a lot of a lot of uh I wouldn't say glory, but he had, you know, he had a lot of popularity, you know, among the people mm-hmm. and he was well known because he had been all over Asia Minor and now he's in Rome and there's a lot of people who knew about him and who were praying for him and I think he had a lot of coattail riders, people who were looking for to make a buck off of what he said or sure. or even you know, more than just the money, the the actual physical or the earthly glory, you know, the earthly uh, ambition, you know, people looking to you for answers and power and those kind of things. And 
same thing too, you know, if we're preaching Christ with those goals in mind so we can have more power or more, you know, earthly influence, well, that's the wrong reason. And, you know, I think of the three of us here, you know, the Lord has put us in leadership roles in the church and the school. And, you know, anytime our motivation to do the work that we've been called to becomes a, well, I'm doing this for the, for the glory. I'm doing this so people can look to me or, you know, I'm, you know, look at all these, all these kids have to obey me. I'm the leader. You know, it's a, that selfish ambition. And, you know, that causes envy and strife among, among believers, among Christians. And so it's really that heart of humility. That's really, I think, key to this, this, uh, work here. I saw this morning, there's one of the words that they're, you know, they're always trying to delete words. Um, so this Christian college no longer wants to use the word service anymore because, uh, service implies that one person has uh, oppressive power over another person that they can put them into service. Um, and I just thought to myself, wow, Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve, <laughs> you know, this idea of service towards others. And, um, you know, just kind of, I think that applies to Paul here too. You know, he's living a life of service in this case as well. And that's what we strive to do as Christians proclaiming the gospel is to serve others uh, with that word of God, knowing that, uh, we're doing that out of out of love. So, what about the other, f- the flip side of things? So, there's those who preach with envy and strife. How can we focus on keeping our ministry and our work, um, preaching Christ out of goodwill, right? And it's in verse 17, out of love for the defense of the gospel. How can we, how can we keep our focus on that? Do you think? Well, just the basis of all, you know, the whole Bible is love, right? And that's the key here. It's kind of like the, you know, the kid who sometimes kids do funny things, new things at the play area or playtime, and it, like it's unexpectedly, unexpectedly popular, and then everybody else imitates, right? That's kind of like this first half of people, right? They're, oh, it's working for Paul. I want to do that. And then you have those kids who generally love things and love to do the things they do and when they discover it they kind of just hyper focus on it i think maybe that's not the too far of an attitude to have you know we have this one amazing thing and then just to focus in on it not you know these other aspects these other things that go along with it maybe popularity maybe uh the love of people or the honor among men but the you know the defense of the gospel you know, the love for your fellow uh, sinners and your brothers and sisters and then yeah to preach Christ to focus in on that I want to focus on those three words or the four words defense of the gospel doesn't the gospel defend itself like how can we earthly human beings how can we hope to defend the gospel you know Paul says I am appointed for the defense of the gospel and if Paul is doing it we should probably do it too how do we do that defend the gospel you defend it by sharing it I mean that's what Paul was doing. He was sharing the good news of Jesus with all those that he encountered, whether it was the people that he was traveling to meet with, the jailers and the, that had him in jail, or where, wherever he went, he was ready to give an account of what Jesus meant to him and what he means to everyone. And yeah, you're right. The gospel does defend itself, but we are the bearers of that gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. That's like the first Peter passage, right? Always be ready to give defense. Same word here, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I always, <clears throat> I think of, uh, if I asked you, Matthew, to defend the season of the Minnesota Vikings this year, would you be able to put up a defense for their Oh, you're asking the wrong <laughs> <laughs> I think we're so, we're, you know, 
we're so always so ready to defend certain points of view that we have, right? Like, you know, my kids go to a private school, private school here at Emanuel. Am I ready to defend the fact that my kids go to a private school? If someone started being like, why would you do that? Da, 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 I'd say, well, here's my defense for that, right? You know, are we prepared to give a defense for the gospel, for the defense for the hope that is in you? And, you know, I think a lot of times we get so nervous about saying the name Jesus or we get so scared to bring him up in day-to-day conversation, even though we're not afraid to defend our school choice. We're not afraid to defend our maybe our politics. We're not afraid to defend, you know, other decisions we've made in life or defend our family or our spouses. But when it comes to defending the gospel, all of a sudden now we get, ooh, now I'm really nervous or now I'm not sure what to say or, you know, and I think it's exactly what you said, Brandon, which is the gospel defends itself. <laughs> you know, We just got to be ready to share it. Yeah, just be ready to share share what uh, Christ has done for us. And, you know, that's where our, our personal witnesses can be so powerful because, you know, I know I'm a sinner, you know, you're a sinner. And if we just preach that I'm a sinner, but I have a savior who's greater than that. That's the gospel, you know, and the gospel defends itself. It's kind of interesting. Paul's there in prison, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, don't, I don't know what exactly the timeline, the history of the world, this event takes place, but I imagine the gospel is kind of persecuted the Christian church was kind of persecuted. So you have that first half of people who are just like, yeah, let's add to that. Let's add to the persecution of Paul and the silencing of Paul and preaching Christ crucified. Mm-hmm. And then you have the other half, and they're just there like, yep, we want to be, be where Paul is. You know, we're mm-hmm. defending it and being ready to go into chains. <clears throat> the gospel is preached there too. Christ is preached both ways, which is kind of incredible, Yeah, knowing that God can work like that. But then obviously, which side would you rather be on? As a child of God, you know, right. the offending or the attacking one. And I think that's the key in that last verse, 18, 18. You know, he says, whether in pretense or truth, I, I rejoice that Christ is preached. And, you know, he's not saying, I'm okay with those. I'm not, I'm condoning those who preach with, out of selfish ambition. I'm condoning those who preach from strife and envy. Like, he's not saying that's okay. He's just saying, I am rejoicing that either way, Christ is being preached. So we should be careful that we do not take what Paul says here as approval of those those attitudes or those activities, but at the same time he's saying, you know, if Christ is being preached, all the better. And as you mentioned with some of those mega churches or televangelists or whatever, you know, we can we can be thankful that, you know, they those people have their platforms and they're using those platforms, you know, not for to promote uh, you know, satanic idolatry. <laughs> um, they are preaching uh, a form of Christianity. We'd be thankful for that insofar as it is according to God's word, but also that doesn't mean we condone that. That doesn't mean we right. give our money to support those groups. Uh, we, But we do rejoice that Christ is preached. I kind of want to know the tone Paul would use when he asked that rhetorical question, what then? Hmm. Is it, did he kind of use a, so what, to like kind of like, who you know, what about it kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. tone or, because <laughs> yeah. it, I don't know. Um, unfortunately, tone doesn't come across. Right. <laughs> unfortunately, it doesn't. But language, I, I, yeah. I kind of get the feeling that's kind of where he was going a little bit, though, mm-hmm. just because of how he responds to that rhetorical question with that, yeah. hey, you know what? doesn't matter. Yeah. The gospel's being preached. That And that we can rejoice. Yeah. Isn't there, a, isn't there a similar section in Jesus' ministry where... Like, yeah, there miracles or casting out demons. Yeah, there's there's others that were casting out mm-hmm. demons in his name, and his disciples are up in arms about it. And I'm not sure that's the same. I'm not sure it's a direct parallel because I think I think it's something I don't have it, but it's something in that verse that says anybody who does this can't speak evil of me afterwards. But uh, you know, when we, we I don't think we want to make the mistake of reading this section 
some preach Christ even from envy and strife. Doesn't necessarily mean they're not a believer or that no, they're yeah. you know they aren't a redeemed child of God. Even you know we've seen examples of like mega pastors. Not to say that every popular pastor is doing it from selfish ambition and strife. Then right. you know just it's less on them focusing on them and us and more. I think I'm focusing on how God uses both sides of the spectrum. Anybody with any motivation who's preaching the gospel to let the gospel go out. Yeah, yeah, and you know, always emphasizing that that twofold uh, direction from Christ, which is those who worship God should worship in spirit and truth. You know, that, to me, that's such a beautiful summary of worship is those two two principles that we want to emphasize. We want to worship in spirit. We want to it's not a fake hip- hypocritical worship, and we want to worship in truth as well. And those two pillars are all that's needed for true godly uh, worship that God wants. And so that's. That's what we certainly strive for, and we pray that uh, other preachers of the gospel would strive for that too. And yet the Lord uses even uh, us and our weaknesses when we fail or when our motivations aren't as pure as they should be. God continues to use and bless us. So thanks be to God for that life-saving gospel that that works according to his good and gracious purpose for us and and, uh, continues to work to this day. Should we pray? Yes. Lord Jesus, we thank and bless you for this brief time to gather around your word today. Bless all of us and all those listening as we continue the work of the ministry and proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Help us to be ready to make a defense for the gospel, for the hope that is in us, by spreading that gospel with others. And help us to rejoice whenever and wherever that gospel is proclaimed, because through that word, you create uh, your children, saved uh, and redeemed children of God. We pray these things in your saving name. Amen. Amen. Which brings us to our weekly updates and reminders today. Uh, we thank God for a successful Whitewater Youth Trip that took place this past weekend. I believe it was something around 55 students from both Eau Claire and from here in Mankato uh, attended the Whitewater uh, weekend and it went well. And thankfully nobody got hurt this year, so we're thankful for that and pray that God would continue to bless the work that was done there as the, His Word grows in the hearts of His children. Uh, this coming weekend is our meet and greet weekend here at Emmanuel. Uh, so we will be doing name tags and then also following the Sunday service, there will be a brief uh, hour of friendship and fellowship down in the church basement with some treats. Uh, so you're welcome to bring for that. Um, also on this weekend, we always have our time and talent offering. Um, so that'll be covering the months of February, March, April, and May uh, for the upcoming months and the opportunities that you have to offer your time and talents here at Emmanuel. Coming up in just a few short weeks, uh, the season of Lent will be upon us. That begins February 14th. We will be doing an exchange this year with both Salem Lutheran Church over in Eagle Lake and also with Grace Lutheran Church in Sleepy Eye, Minnesota. Our theme this year is, Who Was Seeking Our Savior's Death? I've also been asked to announce that you would save the date for the upcoming Cal Tournament, which would be March 7th, 8th, and 9th. Hosting this tournament is a major fundraiser for our athletic program and requires many volunteers to help things run smoothly. Please consider volunteering to help support our program. More information will be coming. Our prayer list today includes our cancer patients. We've been praying for John Hine, for Marlene Hanel, Kate Zowers, and Jim Lean. We've also been praying on behalf of Judy Milkey, who's been hospitalized and is home again now, for Sherry Paulson, who had open heart surgery last week in Rochester and is uh, hopefully going to be returning home very soon, for Linda Apple, who was diagnosed with breast cancer recently and had surgery last week. We thank God for that successful surgery. We also pray on behalf of Mr. Jeff Strand. Jeff is the school cook, and he was diagnosed with pneumonia last week, and so has been unable to serve. So we pray that God would give him healing of body. And then finally, we pray on behalf of Greta Moldstead. Uh, Greta is a 
a premature baby who was born very similar to my own daughter, uh, Adelaide. Uh, she is up in the cities currently, and we pray that God would bless her uh, with healing and with life as well. She's uh, very much in a critical time right now in her life, and so we pray that God would give her healing according to his will. So our hymn of the day today is hymn 348 in the Red Hymnal, and it really emphasizes that the gospel of Jesus Christ is what does indeed save. Jesus, Jesus, only Jesus, can my heartfelt longing still. Lo, I pledge myself to Jesus, what he wills alone to will. For my heart, which he hath filled, ever cries, Lord, as thou wilt. One there is for whom I am living, whom I love most tenderly. Unto Jesus I am giving what in love he gave to me. Jesus' blood hides all my guilt. Lord, O lead me as thou wilt. What to me may seem a treasure, but displeasing is to thee. O remove such harmful pleasure, give instead what profits me. Let my heart by thee be stilled, make me thine, Lord, as thou wilt. Let me earnestly endeavor thy good pleasure to fulfill. In me, through me, with me ever, Lord, accomplish thou thy will. In thy holy image built, let me die, Lord, as thou wilt. Jesus, constant be my praises, for thou unto me didst bring thine own self and all thy graces that I joyfully may sing. Be it unto me, my shield, as thou wilt, Lord, as thou wilt. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.